to the Flywheel, an Amazon podcast hosted by two Amazon strategic account managers, PPC experts, and automation geeks. Whether you're a seller, an Amazon agency, or a vendor, we have seen it all, and we're here to talk, discuss, and share. My name is Tommaso. My name is Courtney, and welcome to Flywheel. All right, Courtney. So how are you? I'm excellent, Tommaso. How are you? I'm not too bad. I'm very excited because um, for the first time, I mean, second time, I guess, we have a guest on the podcast that is also one of the first clients I've ever got since I joined Selix. It's become a friend of mine, I hope I can say. Uh, I'll introduce him as two things, the director of American Plan Exchange and also the ultimate plan dad in the world, Matt McGraw, everybody. A round of applause. Welcome to the Flywheel, Matt. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here. Awesome. And so, Matt, you have said before we started that you have listened to every podcast episode that we have put out. I have, and apparently I'm the biggest fan. And you may have to compete with my mom that also claimed herself to be uh, our biggest fan. I actually got a call, I got a text a few days ago where she complained to me that I mentioned my dad more than her. So here it is, mom. I'm mentioning you. We're 2-2. It's even. It's over now. We love both of Tommaso's parents here at the flywheel. <laughs> but awesome. So Matt, we wanted to have you here because I think that your journey through Amazon, Amazon PPC, your journey with Celix is an incredible su- success story. And we kind of wanted to interview you, chit chat with you and learn kind of hear your experience. So in a few words, tell us who you are. What do you do at American Plan Exchange? Reveal it all. Well, I would agree that uh, we are uh, a success story with uh, with Celex. So Amplex and American Plan Exchange. Amplex has been uh, a wholesale broker and grower in the state of Florida for over 35 years. So we've been around the plant industry for a long time, but always on the business-to-business side. And in 2018, we were invited by Amazon to become a vendor and didn't know anything about retail and really not much about e-commerce or selling online at Amazon. So uh, in 2018, uh, we basically, by the seat of our pants, uh, put everything we could into Amazon, started that entire operation, and that became American Plant Exchange. And uh, a year or so ago, not quite a year, I took over the management of that aspect of the business and had very little background in Amazon or retail sales. So the learning curve that we were on was enormously steep and we were trying to manage things through Vendor Central as a vendor. So a lot of the numbers we're looking at are not retail numbers or they're not our numbers, they're Amazon's sales numbers. So we had uh, a lot to learn in a very short period of time. Awesome. So when you first joined, you started talking with me, right? And that's kind of how everything started, yeah, I was, how we met and why we're here now. I, I was looking for something to help us manage that business. I found Celex and then um, on Google search, actually, looking for somebody that would help us uh, manage our business as a vendor. And there were very few people that uh, had software that would manage uh, vendors. I did look at some of the other competitive products. Uh, but we very quickly settled on Celex and uh, almost immediately were able to start trying to manage some things. And then you had some very good information for us about 
the first things uh, that we should do and the first steps that we should take to help drive our business, improve our business, and gain some controls in our business. So when you were looking for software, Matt, were you looking for something to help you specifically with advertising? Were you concerned about just learning more about Amazon? Like, what was it when you did your Google search? What made you even think, like, maybe maybe there's someone out there that can help me with this? What hurt were you actually trying to, to solve here? Right. So the pain points were uh, we were spending a tremendous amount of money on our advertising and not really able to see... Uh, a result, right? So we were doing a lot of auto campaigns. We were uh, dumping money into it at at, at 10% of our total uh, sales budget or ad budget <laughs> based on things that we found. So we really needed to learn what what do we need to manage here? What do we actually need to, where do, where do we need to put our efforts so that we can actually gain control of what we're doing and then see some actual benefits? And what we very quickly realized is that there was no way to do that through Vendor Central. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Tommaso and I had some great conversations about the first steps and in looking at our business. Really, the pain point was how do we look at the retail business coming from a a business to business background where it's all relationship based and we've had relationships for years. And now we're dealing with people that we don't know as a vendor. They're not our customers. you know, what, what do we say to these people? And you can't pick up the phone and have a conversation. So what you're saying right. is your data. It's your listing. It's how you optimize your listing, how you, what keywords you're using. And none of that, right, was uh, what we were doing correctly. You know, so we really had to. Well, don't say none of that. Come on, you're going <laughs> well, hard on right. yourself. But we were optimizing you- it. <laughs> Let me put it this way. I remember distinctly when I picked up your account, there are two things that to me seem like the largest areas of improvement, uh, if, if I may. Uh, one is, was your, the campaign structure, right? And there was this idea that we, there was clearly such a big effort in advertising and you guys were doing a lot of things right, just with a structure that was not super organized. Let me put it this way. I always say, I know a good structure. When I go into an account, I know exactly what is going on, what you are advertising, where, why, and how, and how much. In your case, I knew that you guys were advertising, clearly making money on Amazon, but I couldn't understand exactly what each campaign was doing. And at the same time, I remember there was issues on the content side, right? Like we always talked about retail readiness. You were advertising before feeling that your listings were a hundred percent there. So I remember one of the first conversations that we had where, well, you should be prioritizing your listings, right? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And that's actually the first thing that, uh, that you'd mentioned. And you said, it's just like a planogram at a grocery store. It's these things. So you're not going to invite somebody into your store, open your store's doors if your shelves aren't ready and your product's not folded and, and it doesn't look nice. And so yeah. that was one of the first things that, that we started doing in the project that we took on was to optimize all of our content, right? The, for SEO, for keywords, for all that fun stuff. So that was the, yeah. the primary driver. And at that same time, that's when you guys started coaching us on, all right, here's how you campaigns. Here's how you automate the campaigns. Yeah. yeah. And I, I want to mention one quick thing uh, before we move on. Just to kind of... To drive back at the lessons that we always talk about, Courtney, on how do you spot problems? How do you spot whether you have a problem with keywords, whether you have a problem with content? To, to, I remember that the first thing that I, to find out that you were not retail ready, I looked at your conversion rate. 
And I looked at everything was fine in your advertising until we got to that conversion rate and that was down. And so the first thing I asked was like, oh, let's look at your listings. And you said something, well, they're not fully ready yet. I was like, oh, that's the problem. There we go. So if anybody listening, you know, those lessons that we talk about all the time, those are the same lessons that we apply when we do account review, right? Yeah. I think for a lot of people that have been in in their industry for a long time and have been successful, Amazon is disruptive to the status quo in a lot of ways because they're taking something that used to be relationship-based and now they're making it, uh, they're bringing it online and you don't have people that you're talking to, you can't talk to your customers. And then there's this data and people have found themselves successful in one area like relationships. And now they have to turn their brains to the data side and analyze the data, but it doesn't have to be scary math. It can just be as simple as like, let's just pretend that we're a customer and let's search for the product on Amazon. And what do we see? And that's what Tommaso and I are doing when we're doing these audits. We're just putting ourselves in the shoes of, if I want to plant, what am I going to search? And taking that step back for for our clients can offer a huge amount of insight without even having to get someone like Tommaso and me on the phone. Uh, and I think what Matt you did really well is that you took that advice and you really ran with it. Uh, and you said, oh, "Okay, I need to make sure that I'm actually updating the content because we all know content is king, but then people don't always update it, and then there's nothing there's nothing more that we can do until it's updated." But you definitely took that advice and, and went with it. Yeah. And one of the things that I, I actually, I'm curious to ask you, Matt. So we talked often when you came on board, we would have our weekly calls and you got a bit of coaching from me. Then we'll get to all the work that Courtney also has done. But on your side, what did you do to kind of supplement all the knowledge? Because I remember that when you came on, you had a lot of questions. And now whenever we talk on the phone, we're having conversations very much at the same level. I learned from you, you learn from me. So how did you bridge that knowledge gap? Well, a, a lot of Selix University information, uh, a lot of information on YouTube. Um, that, you know, I've always, like, I get into something and I'm just fascinated by it. And I've been fascinated by how does Amazon work and how can we manage our business to get it so that we can actually manage our business? How do we look at the right information? So a lot of information on, on the Celex University platform, a lot of reading, a lot of the white papers that a lot of the Celex team has done. Um, you know, everything that I could kind of look at also on the reporting side of, of Amazon, you know, like what are these things trying to tell me? One of the critical things, again, going back to your conversation about conversion rate, that was super important for us. You know, we... We're running at like a four, around a four, four and a half, right? As a as a thirty to sixty day average, with like somewhere close to seven now in our conversion rates, and I can attribute that almost specifically to optimizing content and SEO. One of the first things you told me, we are um, unable to sell plants in California because we restrictions. I remember. I remember. You can sell everywhere in the right. U.S. except and that's California. just restrictions from the California Department of Ag. But you, it was a battle that we were fighting with Amazon because they would still list our plants in California. We get all these orders from California that we ended up having to back out. One of the first things we had in our listings was we do not sell to California. I very specifically remember you saying me that's a negative thing to start your your content. Your your conversation with somebody shouldn't start with a negative. And we immediately changed that. And that's one of the things 
you know, as part of that process of optimization that really has helped us, you know, it's the positive bent and the positive conversation we're actually having with our customers now. Yeah, I, this is an example of how there's so many things we can't control about Amazon. We can't control that or the world just in, in the universe. We can't control that California has these rules and that we can't sell them, but we can control our content and we can control what, uh, what energy we put out into the world and how we are trying to attract customers. And even though it's online, there's still that personal, personal, personable energy between people and your listing is what's doing it. Um, And Matt, I just, I just want to double down on how perfect this is because I just think that people think that you have to be an expert at Amazon or they don't have the right skills, but you just led with curiosity and you just said like, what is out there for me and what free resources do I have? And Tomas and I literally spend our days trying to figure out how to get information to our clients to make it easier on them. And there's tons of resources out there. And this is what happens if you just kind of look for it. A year yeah. later, you're yeah. guest starring on a podcast. Yeah, ta-da. <laughs> and you also, one of the key things that you guys have mentioned is that it's dynamic too. It changes, right? It, it, it's a continual process of learning and a continual process of changing your data and looking at your campaigns and trying to determine, right, well, what's, what's going on now? Right now, we're seeing a lot of demand in our industry from different areas because of the cold weather that we've had this year. And so that, you know, right. is, requires an adjustment to maybe our campaign structures or maybe our content. Um, but that's another thing that, that I learned kind of through the process that we've gone through with sellups is that it, it's not a static thing, right? It, it changes and it evolves. Yeah. And uh, so one of the things that we mentioned is, you know, how you approach content was different. This idea that I remember, like I just said, the simple thing of, Hey, uh, don't start with a negative and then two weeks after I went on one of your listings and then you were storytelling so you really kind of embraced that advice I was like okay let me tell the story of this plan let me tell you about this plan how you to, how to take care of it and it was a completely different different experience for the customer yeah. right because you were not treating the listing like the back of the box giving bullet points and information but you were using it as front of the box to storytell and engage the customer which was great but Dude, that was not really like the only th- you've improved so much other than just your content and looking back and looking at where you are now what would you say that what are the other things that changed uh so uh, an under, well a lot of an understanding of what we needed to manage with the business and then how we needed to look at it. i spend you know most of my day looking at selex and and looking at you know, different ways that we can still optimize content. We're still in the process of looking at individual ASINs now and trying to figure out where we're having issues with conversion rates on an individual product. Uh, so those pain points are, to me, they're tiny compared to where we were. But I'm able to manage our daily budget. I'm able to look at where our spend is going. I'm able to see the efficiency of the different campaigns that we have going on. And I can use that information now to identify specific problems, right, based on each individual product. So it's given us the ability to control our spend, understand where our sales are going, understand how we're reaching our our market, right? We didn't really even know what our demographic was. You know, we we sell business to business to long-established 
retailers, you know, amusement parks, all that kind of stuff in retail, uh, we were shocked to find out that most of our clientele are, you know, 24 to 34 um, and a very different bracket and also a bracket that requires an education, right? They don't know much about plants. They're like new plant parents, essentially. Yeah. So right. Now we know that. We know those things, right? And now we can kind of respond uh, with our, our optimizations and with our advertising and we can do a better job of reaching that market. It's, that's huge. I mean, it, and, and now, and you know, when we're spending money, they were actually going to make money back. So that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Uh, one of my favorite uh, things when I first met you, Matt, is I was talking about plants because I feel very much like I would like to be a plant parent, but I um, feel bad about the massacre that happens every time I buy a plant. And you made the astute observation that I that I am what you call a repeat customer. <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> Uh, but it's true. Like I'm looking for resources and I'm trying to figure out like, is this the right plant? And like, you have all these bullets on Amazon that can tell you that. Um, so that's, that matters so much when it comes to conversion rate. So kind of shifting from, um, content, even though, um, Tommaso loves content and I love content. And I think that's actually the beginning of, of what was so great about this story. But then we kind of took the updated content and we said, okay, well now we need to make sure that uh, advertising is doing what it needs to do. And so that's when you, uh, you started working with me and I took everything that I knew from my days working at an agency and just kind of building that foundation of, of what we wanted to do when it came to the advertising. So, uh, it's what I tell everyone to do. We worked with a standard naming convention so that like Tommaso said, if you just go into a campaign, can you get a little bit of an idea of what's trying, what you're trying to achieve here um, by even a standard naming convention? And then I took all the data that you had that was very, very valuable from the beginnings of your campaigns. And I said, well, let's look at the trends of what people are searching for when they're searching for products. And that would also gave insight for you because you would see search trends like, is it cat friendly or, uh, you know, just different different features about plants that could inform your content. And so I was making sure to, to let you know when I see any kind of trends in the search in the searches that way. And then uh, we kind of kept it more simple when it came to, you know, if a plant was indoor or outdoor, because a lot of people, especially with your, um, your catalog, it can be really overwhelming because you have, you know, these names of plants that are, Latin, and then you have these names of plants that people call it something else. And so how are you going to advertise and how do people actually search for these plants? And so we use things like the search term report to say, let's start with really basic things and group the plants together based on that one attribute, which is kind of like if it's an indoor plant or an outdoor plant. And then later we use the search term report to say, oh, there's a ton of Monstera traffic right now, for example. So we're going to split that out because we want to really capitalize on that traffic individually. Um, was there something that surprised you about the way that I was looking at the campaigns or that you learned from how I structured the campaigns that you wouldn't have necessarily known with your coming into this kind of self-taught the way that you were? Yes, ab absolutely. In fact, when I was just thinking when we first uh, started kind of using Cellex, one of the things that Tomas and I talked about and the way we set that up is we set up our auto campaigns and we set up automation to manual broad and then to manual exact. And we had those running 
right? We were still running at a pretty high ACOS. And I still didn't feel like we really had control over what was happening. And I didn't know and or understand, you know, about the, the search terms or how to, to kind of take that data and then further narrow down into a more efficient campaign. So when you started looking at that, and I'll, I'll use the Monstera, for example, we now have a specific plant that we have separate campaigns for that is crushing it. And we really weren't able to see, you know, in looking at our auto campaigns and just really didn't know, how do I look at this to see what search terms I should be keying on and driving a specific campaign for? So that was an enormous change. And when you started doing that, that's when we saw some just tremendous improvements in our ACOS. We were running somewhere close to 30 percent, you know, ACOS. And now we're, we're running under 20, like 18, 19 for the last 60 days. And yeah. that's huge, right? And, and in a much more efficient manner, right? Mm-hmm. And that's only, that's about 30, day, 30 days or I mm-hmm. guess, yeah, 30, 60 days. But there's good indications that we don't need to stop there necessarily. Uh, oh, no, this continue. is just, yeah, this is just kind of the beginning of, of what it could be. And one of the things that you had told me um, when I was trying to explain because as I was kind of teaching you how I think about these things, I had to put into words something that existed in my head that I'd never said out loud. But I had kind of mentioned how, well, I don't want to give more money to something, a campaign or an ad group or a campaign, I guess I'd say. I don't want to give more money to it until it has the cost that I want. So I'm not going to reward it with more money. And so even though it was running out of budget before 24 hours, I had very much told you, like, this is intentional. I need to optimize to make sure that the, the ACOS is in a better place before I reward it with more dollars. And you had said, oh, I wouldn't have even thought of that. I would have just oh, yeah. said, maybe I could just give it more money and then it'll perform better. But what happens yeah. is you give it more money and it performs exactly the same. But now you're spending more money on it. Yes. Yeah. yeah, we, we yeah. were doing that on a fairly consistent basis. We would panic that we were running out of budget. At yeah. the end of the day. But our campaigns weren't running efficiently enough for that to make any difference. So we kept feeding that, right? Thinking, oh, well, people aren't seeing yeah. our ads. We're not making any more money. Well, we didn't. You know, we, we just spent more money. We didn't get any additional benefit or increase in sales. And now we're seeing, and we just did this. You know, we just increased our spend, increased our budget, and we saw a tremendous impact. Right. And like that's, that's it was awesome to see, yeah. even because from my perspective, Matt and I, we started working together and mainly on content, a little bit of PPC. Then there was the understanding of, okay, you're going to work on content. Now I'm going to introduce you to Corny, who's going to, through our kind of managed service at Celix and restructure your campaigns. And then like, as soon as like two weeks after those campaigns were restructured, I saw the ACOS drop and just two weeks, be, uh, one week ago, actually, we had a conversation where you called me. I was like, Tommaso, I have a little bit of extra money in budget to place around. And thanks to the campaign structure that you guys have worked on, that was so clear. It was so easy for us, Matt, to have a conversation about strategy and decide where we would put yeah. the budgets, right? Do, t- do you want to tell our listeners a little bit about how we went about yeah, absolutely. it? Absolutely. So one of the, the conversation that we had is we had uh, some budget that we wanted to allocate Um for this time of year, spring is busy for plants. Everybody wants a plant in springtime. And uh, we were at a point where we were running out of budgets. You know, our, there's a big peak time for Amazon around five to seven. And so we had, Courtney had gotten our campaigns to a point where 
you know, we were at a, a low ACOS and, and a high return and we went, well, what we need to allocate some budget. And I wanted to see what that exactly does to our, our increase in sales. And, and, and you and I talked, I said, well, where should we put this, right? We had brand campaigns, we had uh, conquest campaigns, we had different uh, Monstera campaigns that we were looking at that were all performing very efficiently. And then we talked about, well, where should we put this and then how should we allocate it? One of the primary things you told me is that you want to uh, put it in a place where you're not going to, of course, the best day costs, right? And the highest yeah. sales volume, right? Where you're getting the most efficiency. Uh, and so that you're not quite running out all day long, but also what's the strategy, right? Do you want to take more, comp, uh, more, more sales from your competition? Do you want to spend more, uh, on your brand or not as much on your brand and more, more on the areas right. where maybe you're not tracking as well? Cause we know people search for our brand, uh, my plants that way. That's an right. organic sale. And you mentioned to me looking at, you know, uh, an indoor plant, you know, more of a generic search term might be a better way to allocate those funds. Exactly. Because if you have extra money, why would you keep playing defense? If you have extra money, let's spend it. Another conversation that we had is, oh, Tommaso, I have a bunch of inventory yeah. that I need to clear. Uh, let's put that money towards that campaign then to push volume towards that. So that's why having this campaign structure where everything is organized is not just a matter of, being PPC nerds, it's not just a matter of data, but it's as has everything to do with strategy and the way you look at your account and you decide yeah. to grow it. And, right? and that's you know, real world for us is uh, inventory supply and demand goes up and down. We can't just turn on the manufacturing machine to have a plant ready. So when we have an abundance of a specific plant and we need to move it, we need to have efficient campaigns so that we know, hey, I can I can put this. In a campaign, I know it's an efficient campaign. I know it can move a certain amount of volume in a specific period of time. And a lot of time, we have a seasonality around that, mm -hmm. that product as well. I, mean, I can't sell certain things in winter to New York because they just don't ship well, right? So I need to be able to have an efficient trust that I have a campaign that's efficient enough that I can move material and, and move plants in a specific time at an efficient cost. Yeah, I think what I think about is who am I reporting to and how can I make sure that they know that if we have extra plants and we need to move inventory, that if the ACOS goes up as a result of that, I can explain why. That the ACOS isn't just going up for any old reason. It was because we strategically as a company decided that we needed to push this and that the consequence might be that we have a little bit higher of an ACOS, but it was all part of the, the strategy that we had determined together. Yeah. So Matt, when you look at how you were spending your time before uh, even the campaigns restructuring or even kind of before you were working with Tommaso, what did it kind of look like when you came in and you were like, I'm in charge of Amazon now. I don't really know what I'm doing. What were you spending your time then? And then what are you spending your time doing now? How is it? How is it different? No, a lot of my time was uh, spent trying to figure out uh, how do I figure out what's going on on Amazon? Right. Uh, and that was like reading a lot of papers, uh, looking at a lot of Amazon uh, information, a lot of tutorials on Amazon. I found that there was more specific information that I needed on Celex uh, to help manage the accounts. So, you know, trying to get up that learning curve as quickly as possible. Um, and then uh, now, or today anyway, I spent, you know, first hour or so of my day just looking at our campaigns. I monitored those a couple of times throughout the day. 
Uh, and then I work on the other things that I need to work on. You know, we have other online um, platforms that we sell on. And so now this has become a part of my day that takes me an hour, hour and a half, unless I'm, I'm immersed in a project and optimizing or changing A plus content or doing something like that. This is a much smaller part of my day. And I feel like it's comfortably under control. I, I still mm-hmm. have a lot to learn. And you know, I learn something from you every day. Uh, our work and our structured and there's some projects, you know, in terms of new plants that we want to start introducing um, to the market. And, you know, there's, there's other things that I want to focus on now in terms of our brand stores. I'm not just focused on how do I manage my day to day thing? How do I know that I'm, I'm, I'm spending money wisely and, and what's my return on that money? What is my return on my marketing dollar? Well, now I know that, right? So now I can focus on making other improvements in the business that I know now that we're efficient in campaigns, I've got to get a good return on my money. Yeah. I, I think one thing I want the listeners to know is that you did the heavy upfront work of making sure that the content was updated, that you had good campaign structure, but even now you spend way less time going into the campaigns and adjusting things, but you're still looking at things, right? Oh, so yeah. you're still tweaking things. You're still monitoring things. That's the end goal here for our clients. The yeah. end goal is never going to be, oh, I set that up in April and it's September and I've never looked at it. Or even I set that up two weeks ago and I haven't gone into the campaigns two weeks since two weeks. You always want to be looking at it because the data is changing because yeah. Amazon's changing. And so but the thing is, is do you want to be spending time worrying and kind of not knowing what you're doing? Or do you want to make sure that you're you're monitoring it correctly and that it's taking 10 minutes of, okay, everything's great versus 30 minutes of, I don't know what I'm doing and I feel bad. And so, yeah. That, yeah. So, so now we can do consistent improvement. I gave a, a kind of a specific example. I was looking, you know, our conversion rate is going way up. And so now I'm at the point where I can look at, I know that the programs are running fine. So now I'm, I'm, I can look at a product and, and go, well, why is that conversion rate not right? And then I go, okay, now I need to look at my content. Maybe I've got a content problem. Maybe there's a picture problem. Maybe there's something else going on. But now I can see that, right? And I have time to go and actually fix that. And I go, oh, wait a minute, this is a problem. This, this is an old picture. And now I know how to fix that. And it's amazing. That's so satisfying to me. That's like why I love PPC. Yeah, I that that has made me yeah. just so happy right now. Just because that's what we do. That's why, honestly, like what we spend most of our day doing, Courtney, like just training, coaching around Amazon PPC content. And uh, one of the best things I heard you say, Matt, was that now you can go yes. in with confidence. And you know what you're looking at. You know how to read it. And you can make decisions. And that independence is a gift that comes with all the effort that you put in, the knowledge that you acquired and good campaign structure. And I think it was great to have you here, Matt, because we, Corinne and I preach, preach and preach, but ultimately you are the ultimate example that once you apply these lessons, when you apply this mindset to things, uh, Yes. Everything yeah. improves, right? Uh, Tommaso, I think what we've learned here is that while Matt may be our number one fan, that for Tommaso and me at least, we're your number one fan, Matt. <laughs> well, we consider this a really good partnership. And just uh, the tremendous gain that we've had in the business and control of the business, right? You know, we know going forward, you know, there's no shortage of material that we can sell on Amazon, right? And now we know that we can add additional products. We can do, we can launch things that we currently aren't selling. There's other opportunities for us to, to drive more sales. And now we know how 
to do it, right? And we've got a team that can really help us get that done. And we're here for you. So if yeah. in the future you have more questions, like that's what we're here for. Anytime, or just yeah. listen to the flywheel and stay up to date. Uh, also, the last thing that I want to mention is that, Matt, you also made me a plant dad myself. Uh, I'm the proud dad of uh, Monstera. I'm the proud dad of a plant that I cannot pronounce, uh, Stromanthia, <laughs> Tricolor, something. Tricolor Stromanthia. It's beautiful plant. Uh, my girlfriend is very proud of me. She was like, oh, my God, you can take care of living beings. It's like, I know. Look at me now. So, thank you, Matt, for... <laughs> I know. I actually mentioned it. Anyways, plant nerds, PPC nerds. Matt, thank you for making me a plant dad. Matt, thank you so much for joining the Fi World today. To all of our listeners, thank you for tuning in. You can send us questions through Anchor or emailing us directly at defywill at selvix.com. Leave us a comment, follow us to get updates, and we will see you with a new episode next Wednesday. Thank you, everybody, and thank you, Matt. Have a good one.